Immediately a man was nailed to the cross, he lost all his rights. And if you ever get nailed to the cross, you lose all yours too. We love ourselves so much. And who are, we, who are we talking about now? Unbelievers? No. So-called believers who have never understood what it is to take up the cross and put self to death. See, because in the last days there's going to be very little preaching about the cross and death to self-life. And so, when there's no preaching against death on death to self, self is going to flourish in the lives of many Christians. They won't even know that you cannot follow Jesus if you love yourself. I don't ask people if they're saved anymore. Who isn't saved? From the White House to the Jailhouse. <clears throat> I'm asking you, is Christ, does Christ live in you? Christianity is the only religion in the world where a man's God comes and lives inside of him. Thanks be to God that when I finally acknowledge that I can't do this, it's not possible for me to live the Christian life on my own. I, I'm not called to chart my own course. I'm not called to create my own destiny and ask God to bless it. I'm called to follow Him. I'm called to give up the rights to my life and walk with the Holy Savior. I'm called to let His mind be formed in me. His life become my life. His ways become my ways. His purpose become my purpose. His plan become my plan. And then the power of God will come upon me. Run from those that are picking your pocket in the name of Jesus. Run! Run from churches where men and not Christ are glorified. Run! Run from those who preach division between races and cultures. Run! Run from preachers that stand and tell stories and jokes. Run like you've never run before. morning or good evening or good day whatever the time may be that you have given yourself an opportunity to listen to us today <clears throat> i'm tom richardson this is the removing confusion podcast where we do our best to remove all the confusion that is being thrown about in this world and is specifically in the uh christian world it is December the 8th. It is 2023, a year that is rather quickly fading into the, into the past. We'll be in 2024 before we know it and have to learn how to write our checks again if you still use those little pieces of rectangular paper that you can write out notes on for payment of bills. Or whatever it may be, some legal document that demands a, a, a specific date. But folks, time does not stand still for any of us. It drives on and it drives on and it drives on. What I want to talk about today, though, is not the 
ebbing of time that we all are pretty well aware of. You look in the mirror and you see another wrinkle, you see a few more hairs fell out or they turn gray, whatever the case may be. We know what time does to us. But let's talk about what sin does. Let's talk about some things that really kind of bug me. I believe in calling out those that are false. But I don't do it on a real regular basis. I, I may mention a name here and there, but most of us, if, you, if you're listening to me, you have a little bit of discernment about you. You know that I'm not going to sit here and tell you lies. I'm not going to build you up and say, live your life the way you want to because it's all about you. Because that is not biblical. You live your life because it's all about Jesus. We are in that season of uh, the Advent, we call it, or Christmas season, or whatever you want to call it. And it's good to be able to remind ourselves of the first coming of the Lord as he came as a babe in the manger. And we hear incorrect versions of that every Christmas by some buffoon who doesn't know his Bible very well. But we're going to look at today, and again, I didn't mention any names. We're going to look at today as as a problem across Christianity. And a lot of it stems from everybody thinks they have their doctrine just perfect, and no one does. Either it's on a baptismal issue of sprinkling, dipping, immersing, when you should be baptized as an infant or as a, you know, believer's baptism uh, or, or uh, you know, there's, it goes on and on. I, I don't know the terminology for every different kind of uh, water baptism that there is, uh, but there are some that as soon as you profess Christ as your Savior, they get you in the tank. Because they believe that you can't go on to heaven without being baptized. And I always point them straight to the cross of the thief who could not come down, pay tithes, go to church, and get baptized. He just simply said, remember me. John, I'm sorry, yes. Well, John wrote it. First John 3 if you have a Bible and you care to go there, we're going to look at some different things about how we should conduct ourselves with our brethren. And when I say brethren, I mean anyone who professes that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, died on the cross, was raised again the third day, and then ascended to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, where he, to this day, intercedes for us. We'll talk about uh, just how much you think you might get away with. We'll talk about the uh, initial bits and pieces that take us into history. I, I I love the book of Genesis. And when you get into the book of Genesis, it is a it was a, a fascinating read. And when you take Genesis and you 
and you take it in, in the context that you need to. It is the beginning. It is the showing of God's power in creation. It is the uh, absolute pinnacle of the Bible. I mean, really. Uh, now, some people look at it and say, that's just history. I don't want to hear it. Or, you know, they don't believe in the seven days of creation. But that's not what I'm here to talk about either. I'm just kind of laying a groundwork for the importance of things like Genesis and, and, and the fact that it is mentioned throughout the New Testament by uh, different writers. Peter talked about the angels that sinned. Uh, Jesus spoke of, of, of uh, the days of Lot and the days of Noah to prove that he believed in Noah and Lot and that there was such things. In 1 John chapter 3, and we'll start in verse number 11, this is the important part of, of what we're talking about today, is to love the brethren, okay? For this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Not as Cain who was of that wicked one and slew his brother and wherefore slew he him because his own works were evil and his brothers righteous. I like to uh, look at that and expound on different things because what happened? Abel brought of the firstlings of the flock. This is Genesis four, four and the fat thereof. Now this is way before God put a, a law out of how to of sacrifice. Uh, Cain was already doing it, and you know we go down through and we see that Job did it. The, and all these guys did before the law was enacted by God. But unto Cain and his offering, he had no respect or not respect, and Cain was very wroth. He was mad. And his countenance fell. He got a he had that look that you get when you cross somebody. And specifically in a religious or a Christian or a biblical sense, when you can point someone to, hey, you did this and it's not good. Nobody likes to hear that. So their countenance falls. They get mad. Their, their face shows you exactly how upset they are. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted, God says in, in uh, Genesis 4 and 7. And if thou doest not well, this is one of my, uh, it's a favorite verse, I guess. It's a, 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 a sentence that I really have dug into if thou doest well shalt thou not be accepted and if thou doest not well then sin lieth at the door and unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him unto thee shall be his desire sin's desire the author of sin now god's not the author of sin people try to say well he created blah 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 no 
Sin fell into the heart of Satan or Lucifer at that point in time. Sin, iniquity, built up in him. He thought he was better than God because God made him good-looking, says he was the most beautiful of all, the angels. And he had talent. And, you know, we see that today. Talent that goes above and beyond some. And they have the hair and the and they think there's something as they stand in their pulpits. But sin lies at the door. And you will do his desire. Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him or killed him. And we know the rest of the story. God comes and asks, Cain, where's your brother? Well, am I your, I'm not my brother's keeper. Listen, not as Cain, who was that wicked one, of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brothers were righteous. There are people out there today in Christianity, and some people don't even like to call themselves Christians anymore. And it's not that they are not believers it's just that there are so many people who use the terminology or use the, uh, the, the, the label, if you wish, of Christian, and they're not. Most of them are idolaters. You have the, I'm sorry, Roman Catholics. I'm not saying everybody's lost. I'm just saying there's a lot to be delved into and looked at in that particular belief system that is not kosher, so to speak. I do not condemn them. It's not my job. My job is to tell the truth. And I just have to do it. There's others out there as well, the Mormons, the JWs. I'm going to go on and on. But within mainstream Christianity you have certain people who just love to kill their fellow brethren I had a friend of mine that used to say that uh, in Christianity is the only belief system where the uh, where the, the people how did it go now they don't heal the wounded, they eat them, or something like that. That's was about the truth. I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't have that in my notes. But it's like, yo, come on. We're, we're, we're at a point where, you know, we say this often, and I believe it, Jesus is coming soon. Now, you can believe however you want about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you, you're either going to meet him before he comes or when he comes. 
there is a judgment for us all. Now, I don't sit here behind my microphone and condemn anyone. I will say, like I just did about Roman Catholics, there's, there's a system of guilt that they put upon people, and there's a, uh, you know, just look at some of the things that they actually adhere to. Now, a lot of people in Catholicism don't, but they're still there, and I don't understand it. But say, you know, the, everything that the Pope says is, you know, canon of Scripture, basically. It's, it's the Word of God. You know, he is the, uh, what do you call him, the uh, vicar, vicarious Christos, the vicar of Christ. In other words, he's, he's like the human stand-in for the Holy Ghost. And that's just literally blasphemous in my id in my eyes i just can't buy into that but enough of that <clears throat> we have a different problem just swiping all the uh false ones aside that you can think of romans and uh the uh catholics i mean roman catholics the uh, jw's the uh, mormons the you know the moonies and all the others we have people who should be like-minded and willing to work together to make the kingdom a better place. But yet what we, and you know, there are a lot of liberals out there in, in, in liberal Christianity land that are just gunked up. Uh, we're not even talking about those. If you see a woman standing in the pulpit with a rainbow stole around her neck, wearing the robes you know she's messed up and she's married to another woman you know you'll see that and yeah that's in what they call mainstream christianity like uh the united church uh, the united methodist church or the united church of christ and it goes on the uh 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 what is that presbyterian usa fp usa first i think that's what it is first presbyterian usa there are some barnstorming Presbyterians. I, I started to think of it. The Presbyterians are a mess when they got that going on. What is it? Spinoffs. And throughout church history, we've had this happen. You know, that's how we got all these things that we have today, denominations and whatnot. You know, the uh, there's the uh, good old Baptists that everybody just about everybody's one uh and spun off from them was the church of christ they still baptize people but then they didn't believe this so they went with that and then from the church of christ you ended up with the uh uh let's see the disciples the 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 what they call christian church which a lot of them are first christian or whatever uh, and they just kept spinning as they spun. They, it seems like they got more liberal as they went along the way or their, their teaching and preaching was just so dry. You couldn't stand to sit and listen to it. The Southern Baptist. And then you have the independent fundamental Baptists. And then it goes on and on. And, you know, those weren't, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. And what happens is, doctrine changes 
from one to the other. Instead of staying with the Bible, it becomes a man thing. What it was, what does man come up with? And usually when that happens, you have a mess. And then, of course, to validate themselves, they start to look at the other folks around them and punch them and kick them and bite them and hit them. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, uh, not literally. I'm just using analogous words here. They're not actually beating on each other, but they might as well be. Because in the spirit, you can wound people horribly. I know this because it's happened to me. And I'm not going to talk about me today because it's too easy for people to uh, try to twist it and figure out, who's he talking about? There have been several and many in the Christian church, as we will call it, the society that calls itself Jesus's church who have been just horrible. I've learned, like I've said before, from both good pastors and bad. The good ones you learn from are the ones who teach the Bible and stay in the Bible. The bad ones, they don't teach the Bible. They, they, they give pep talks or they give, uh, uh, stand-up comedian routines or whatever that it is that they're trying to do to you know a, a plethora of stories there was a guy that was uh who has gone on to his reward i don't know where it's at uh out of a place over in indiana who's who spawned off a whole mess of churches he had a great big one over there and and out of that came many other and they don't call themselves a denomination because there's nobody to look over them. But they, they, they all tried to look and do and act like this one man. They would have done much better, or as I say now and again, they'd have been much more goodlier if they'd have just stayed looking to aspire towards Jesus Christ and not some whatever calls himself pastor called himself and that the places you know the thing of it is is you will see a decline in the churches that press on silliness they press on uh extra biblical ideology ideology and they're always slapping the other guy you know, all oh, the Methodists, they, they dip or they don't dip. They, they sprinkle and all the Methodists, they don't blah, blah, blah. You know, I had, I had a guy tell me one time, oh, I'd like to have Methodists come in here. We'll get them saved. I said, I'll tell you something. My grandfather was a Methodist and that's offensive to me. What you just said, I said it nicely because I can tell you something that old boy was more was more Jesus focused than in most people I've ever met. As he laid on his deathbed or his you know it was a hospital bed uh, in his house, he he I'd ask him what, you know, he'd talk about heaven. I can't wait. I said, "What do you think it's going to be like?" He said, "It's just going to be beautiful. It'll be wonderful." 
he could, I, I believe he could almost see it. When people are drawing near to their demise, uh, a lot of them have this clarity mentally. They see the Lord. They see whatever it is that God wants them to see as they pass from this life to the next. And, you know, that's just an example of people saying stupid things when they have no other basis. I've been in a lot of churches in my day, Presbyterian, uh, the first Christian or the, you know, the spinoff of the Church of Christ. I've been in the Baptist, Southern Baptist, other kinds of Baptists. I've been in the Quaker Church or Friends, as they call it. I've been in non-denominational churches. I've been in the Assemblies of God. I, I, you know, I, I never really was a member of that particular church. I was even in a church called the Advent Christian Church. Strange belief system. Not quite Seventh-day Adventist because they, we still met on Sunday. But they held to some of those crazy ideas of, you know, uh, annihilation theory and all that. They believed in Jesus. And Jesus was taught. that The, the other stuff that uh, or was kind of off was was not really taught that much because it wasn't really that important. Jesus was important. Would I go back? No. Most of them I would not go back to. It is hard to find a good, solid church in your particular area anymore because there's not that many. And what ends up happening with certain ones is they do nothing but put down the other one. They, they look at, you know, the, the Lutheran or the Presbyterian or the, uh, the Quaker or whatever, and they, they, they look at them as if they're not saved. They don't know Christ. I just know they're not saved. How do you know? The only one that I know is saved is me and my wife. We're together enough. We know, you know, that we have our issues and faults, but we also know that we love the Lord. But outside of that, I don't know what goes on in the heart of man. Only God does. Jesus, as he walked this earth, he, could, he knew men's hearts. Was said over and over again throughout the New Testament, the Gospels. Because he knew men's hearts. He knew what they were thinking. I don't want that superpower. I've said that many times. That is not one that I covet. I only covet to be better than I was yesterday. And that tomorrow I'll be better than I was today. It's just about myself sanctification, growing closer to God. Go to Second Chronicles 22. That's someplace we don't go very often. Talk about these many different kings that uh, were around back in the 
very olden days. That was right after David and on through. We're going to look at some interesting things here. In the spirit of, I'm, I'm sorry, Second Chronicles 21 is where I wanted to be. me fix my mess yeah second chronicles 21 i was close we were within we were within a chapter right i'm going to talk about a king in israel judah named jehoram jehoram j-e-h-o-r-a-m jehoram jehoram now, when Jer- this is Second uh, Chronicles twenty one four, now when Jeroboam was risen up to the kingdom of his father, he strengthened himself and slew all his brethren with the sword, and diverse also of the princes of Israel. He killed his own brethren. That's what I'm talking about. If the denominational splits in churches could come together and just say, look, I don't care what version of the Bible you use. Only thing I care about is do you believe in the Christ, the Jesus, the Messiah of your Bible? Do you believe that he was born of a virgin that he grew into in strength as he grew into all the knowledge that God wanted him to have. Do you believe that he was 100% man and 100% God? That he uh, took the devil down using the word of God. That he went about doing good and then was killed for it on the cross. Do you believe that? And then rose again the third day and blew hell, the grave, and death wide open. He slew them, all three. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he was then ascended to the right hand of the Father? Then we're good. The Bible's the inerrant word of God. We're good. If you don't believe those things, then we're not good. I can't hang with you. But we get so much into the division. We got to separate yourself from all the other people out there that call themselves Christian. How can we ever get the lost to come in when we're, all we do is sell separation? People want to, in, the, in their hearts, they want to belong to something. And I want them to belong to Jesus. I don't care about your denomination. Do you love God? Do you love Christ? Do you believe what the Bible says? Then we can hang out. I don't care if you're a Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, on and on. Are you a pre-tribber? I don't care. 
If you want to believe in fairy tales made up by a uh, by by Marooks back in the 1800s, go for it. But listen to me. The important thing is the central issue is Jesus and believing in him. Now, Second Chronicles 2, 21, 4. When Jerem was risen up to the kingdom of his father, he strengthened himself. In other words, he gathered his army, I would imagine, and slew all his brethren with the sword and diverse also of the princes of Israel. Jerem was 30 and two years old, 32, when he began to reign, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. Eight years, so he was 40 when he uh, was unreigned. I'd imagine dead. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, like as did the house of Ahab. Everybody should know who Ahab is, for he had the daughter of Ahab to wife. He married Ahab's daughter. Now, I'm trying to find, and I'm just going to say, I believe this is also Jezebel's daughter. And he wrought that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord. That is never a big thing to brag about. Hey, I did evil in the eyes of the Lord. You go through the book of Judges and read how that goes. You know, uh, they followed God, then they didn't follow God, and God sent them a judge, and then they fought, then they did what was right in the eyes, and then they didn't. It go, and, and that's the same with these kings. There's like, like 38 kings, and there's only eight that were worth anything as far as, you know, following the in the footsteps of David. However, or how be it, the Lord would not destroy the house of David because of the covenant that he had made with David. And as he, God, promised to give a light to him and to his sons forever. This Jerem guy is a descendant of David. That's how you got to be a king back then. But he's also hooked up with Ahab because he married his daughter. We know how that will go. Never good. Because if you're that dumb or that non-discerning, you are going to have nothing but problems throughout your life. Only if you turn to God. That's called repentance. Oh, that's a works-based gospel, says some. We don't talk about repentance. Of course you don't, because you don't believe in the Bible. You don't believe what Jesus said. You don't believe what John Baptist said. You don't believe what Paul said. I I, I get people so stirred up when I read them simple verses of Scripture. And they'll say, I didn't, yeah, I never saw it. Pick up your cross daily and follow me, Jesus said. In his days, the Edomites, Edomites revolted from under the dominion of Judah and made themselves a king. Then Jerem went forth with his princes and all his chariots with him, and he rose up by night and smote the Edomites, which compassed him in, and the captains of the chariots. So the Edomites uh, revolted from under the hand of Judah unto this day. The same time also did Libna rev- revolt from under his hand because he had 
forsaken the Lord God of his fathers. Moreover, in verse 21, I'm sorry, chapter 21, verse 11 of Second Chronicles, moreover, he made high places in the mountains of Judah and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit fornication and compelled Judah thereto. Pregnant pause. I did that on purpose. People want a leader. As we recall in 1 Samuel, the people wanted a king. They had a prophet. They had a man of God who spoke with God, and God spoke with him. His name was Samuel. Name, that's how the book got its name, Samuel, 1 Samuel. And Samuel went to God when these people started moaning and saying, all the other people around us have kings. We want a king. And God, you know, or I'm sorry, Samuel went to God, and he says, they have rejected me from being their leader. And God says, no, Samuel, they have rejected me. F- don't feel bad, Samuel. They've, they, they have not rejected you. They have rejected me. Do you want to reject God? Then get yourself a bad leader and follow him. I'm talking about what you may have in a pulpit somewhere. Are you going to have a man who's willing to stand there and tell you the truth, whether it's good or not to you? And there's where the problem lies. There's so much deception that goes on in churches today of all stripes and all denominations that people, like I say, they want a leader. They look for that charismatic leader. Now, I'm not talking about talking in tongues or, or being Pentecostal or even mildly. I'm just saying that guy that has the uh, eloquent speech, Remember what Paul told, I think he was told to Corinthians, I didn't come to you with great flowing words and eloquent speech, but the simplicity of the gospel. You know, people are looking for that guy that can snap off a joke, rip off a story, and stay away from those hard things in the scriptures. They want a guy that will lead them and hopefully lead them closer to Christ when literally many of them are leading them further away. They're, they're busy building themselves a ministry and not building a firm foundation in Christ Jesus. Now, that's not a judgment on any specific person. You have to discern whether you are in the right place or the wrong. But I'm telling you, read your Bible. If you read your Bible, saying how it goes, the more you get into the Bible, the more the Bible gets into you. You want that. I'm going to read that verse again. Moreover, he made high places in the mountains of Judah. What does that mean? That means he set up places to worship 
devils, basically. They would put up their idols of whatever kind. They would grow groves of trees. There was a deal with groves. I mean, even to this day, you have the the Wiccans, and you have the, uh, what is those guys, that worship trees. Um, they're, they're from the Celtic background. Uh, it slipped my mind. But they, Druids, sorry, Druids. I, I ran into one one time. I, I, was, I was handing out little uh, coins that had like John 316 or, you know, something Christian. And when I handed it to him and his wife, you know, I always talked to him. And it was interesting that, that I got these from a guy who was sending them all over the world with the, the Marines back in the day when, when we were still fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. He he said he would send you a box full, a mailer, uh, one of those eight dollar mailer boxes filled with these little coins of different kinds. And he really nice guy. Talked to him on the phone. I wish I still had his phone number. But anyway, he would he he did this, and I was telling him the story behind him, how he would send those to the Marines and the Army guys that were in Iraq, and they were handing them out to the kids, you know, and to the people, and and, and winning people to the Lord. And he handed them right back to me and says, I don't want anything to do with that, Dad. He says, I'm a tree-hugging druid. I was like, sorry to hear that. And I, just, I said, you know, you can still keep them. It doesn't bother me. Nope, don't want anything to do with it. He wanted nothing to do with the, the holy God of the Bible. He just wanted a false God. That's what they're doing here. They would go and to the high places. There's mountains or, or high, high hills of Judah. And, and, and he would build these, they would plant the groves and build these uh, unbelievable, stupid things that the people knew better. But he said also, and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit fornication and compelled Judah thereunto. If you read Revelation 13, you'll see that also, that, that similar terminology with the beast in the mark thereof him. Where it says, he causeth all, both small and, small and great, rich and bond, uh, free and bond, rich and poor, to take his mark and to worship the beast or worship the image. This is a say, this is a precursor folks clear back in second Chronicles chapter 21, where it was happening there as well. The King was causing the people of Jerusalem to commit fornication. And compelled Judah thereunto. And there came a writing to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of David thy father, because thou hast not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat thy father, nor in the ways of Asa, king of Judah, but thou hast walked in the way of the kings of Israel, and hast made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to go a whoring like like to the whoredoms of the house of Ahab, and also slain thy brethren of thy father's house, which were better than thyself. Behold, a great plague. Will the Lord smite thy people, and thy children, thy wives, and all thy goods? 
Thou shalt have great sickness by disease of thy bowels until thy bowels fall out by reason of the sickness day by day. You're going to get very sick is what Elijah is telling him. God has decided he's done with you. God stirs up worse things than that for Mr. Jerome, Jehoram, the spirit of the Philistines, verse number 16, 2 Chronicles 21, the spirit of the Philistines and the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians, and they came up into Judah and broke it all. Uh, I'm sorry, and break into it and carried away all the substance that was found in the king's house and his sons also and his wives so that there was nary a son left him save Jehoahaz, the youngest of his sons. And then the Lord smote him in his bowels with an incurable disease and it came to pass then in the process of time, after the end of two years, his bowels fell out by reason of his sickness, so that he died of sore diseases, and his people made no burning for him, like the burning of his fathers. Thirty and two years old was it when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years, and departed without being desired, howbeit they buried him in the city of David, but not, but not in the sepulchres of the kings. When you see that a man is buried outside of his family's plot, so to speak, or the tombs of the kings, he's lost. There was no hope for him. God had turned his back on this man because of his evil. Your sins will find you out. Listen to me. If you are a preacher, I doubt there's any listening because most of them think they're so far above everything. They don't need anything but their own broken minds. Listen, if you are, and you are one of those who's busy pointing at the other guy and saying he's wrong because he doesn't do this or he's wrong because he doesn't do that. You're dividing the body of Christ. And I've heard people go even deeper, naming names. Now, some, some, I believe, discernment ministries go too far. I'm not, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name denominations. I believe that within all the denominations out there, there are good people in them. There are people who are, 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 are striving to draw closer to Jesus. Even, even though that their, their denominations messing it all up, they're, they're pushing forward because they want a relationship with the living God. Stop. Listen to me, preachers. Stop. I know some that they, they, you know, most, most areas, 
you know, it, it, that you fall into anymore. They have a uh, ministerial council or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're men of different faiths, not faiths. I'm sorry. It's the wrong word. Men of different denominations can come together and maybe have lunch and talk. I know some guys are like, I don't want nothing to do with that. I ain't going in there. There might be a Catholic. And what if people see me? People would see you and say, look, I think they're trying to come to some kind of an agreement. Now, I can't come to much agreement with people who are way out there in their theological spectrum. But listen, they are, they are, there are those who are just as, Christian as you are, or maybe more so. God does not want us to slay our brethren. Just like Cain killed Abel. And oh you're calling you're calling these guys Cain. Um well if you, if the shoe fits. Just like Jeroham, 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 whatever. Just as he, he went and slew his brothers, his brethren, his own peeps. That's stupid. You keep your brethren around. You keep your own people around. But he didn't. He killed them all. They went after the Edomites, and he went after these. And they then, you know, God says, guess what? He, God always has a man. That God can that God can rely on, and in this case, it was the great Elijah, the prophet. And God spoke through Elijah and told him, "Look, you're going to lose everything. Your sons, your wives, your your goods, and then your guts. So stop. You look at some of these churches that have declined. You look at these." so-called denominations that are in a free fall down down they're they're just declining why is it because first of all you know they don't want to hear the word of god when a man comes and he that's what he does they don't want to hear it I, and i have uh several examples of that that i that i could use but i don't want to by name but i know these men and i know they need prayer because they speak from the Bible. I'll give you one. Uh, John MacArthur. Guys either loved or hated. I don't agree with everything he says. But I will agree with what he does. He teaches from the Bible. Verse by verse, page by page, sometimes word by word. And there's more like him. It's called expository teaching and preaching. But see, there's denominations out there that don't want teaching. They, they shake their fist and finger and say, we don't want taught. We just want to sit here and get a 30-minute, you know, cram session. Show us a bunch of Bible and show us how smart you are, preacher. Tell us a joke and a story and send us home. Till again we meet. That is not what church is all about. The local church should be building up those who sit in it. 
so that they can go out and be effective witnesses. You don't have to drive around in the van handing out candy bars. These days, I could get you put in jail. And so you can deal with the people in your neighborhood. You know, you can deal with, you know, if you're having a yard sale, you know, at least you can speak to people as they come by about Jesus. Uh, or the people that you work with, or the or young folks, those that you go to school with. You need to learn the scriptures. If you're not getting it in your church, please find somebody that will give it to you. Find somebody who's going to help build you up. Because if you don't, you'll be, you could end up, I'm not going to say you will, I will say you can end up following someone like Jeroham, Jeroham, Jeroham. <laughs> I'm having trouble with that name, but you, you get the idea. That he built places in the high parts of the town, set up idols, and the people went up there and committed fornication. Why did they do that? Because, well, for one thing, why not? It's fun, right? It's not. Oh, I'm a traveler. Far from home. Living a life of sin is wrong. In our lives, we will sin. We'll do something, say something. That is different. Living in sin is what these people did. They, they had a ruler over them who put out there for them to... Things they should know better. And they went went right into it because their leader did. Use discernment in all things. If you think I'm wrong, don't listen to me. And tell me about it. But I'm not going to lead you up into the high places. Other than heaven. We're not going to go and make idols in the in the mountains and then go commit fornication go whoring as <laughs> our buddy out here Elijah said you've caused these people to go whoring shame on you shame on them they knew better till next time Tom Richardson removing confusion December the 10th I think I said it was right somewhere in there have a great day. Then we will sing with angel voices. There will be a great rejoicing. Holy, holy, worthy, worthy is the land. Oh.
Jesus.